to the page and get ready to share it. Hopefully we got people there. And uh they they got they're used to us being late by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And don't act right. like you don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> it should be up. All right, uh cool. I'm strolling for okay, it. Okay, there it is. Got there it. We go. All right. Um I haven't seen. Oh, there we go. Here we go. All right, I'm going right now. Here we go. All right. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new and slightly late, but you already know what it is. Uh, and Zoom episode of Critical and Thinking Podcast, Ty Barnett, and I am joined uh, by a very special co-host, and you you know him from his comments on the show, and he's been on the show before, but like, he's one of our like best commenters, uh, one of our most valuable voices on the show, and he did me a solid because Ian is away this week. I want to uh, give a round of applause to my, my awesome co-host, Mr. Lamont Ferguson, you guys. Mr. Lamont Ferguson. Thank you. Thank you. I, I ironed a shirt for this. It means a lot. It you, means yes. a lot. Yes, I got you, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, I really wasn't. So for the people who are here already, uh, thank you for rocking with us already. Uh, we got a lot to cover in the show. I wasn't even going to do the show this week because I was like, let me just take a week off. And, you know, we'll come, I'll come back when Ian's back. And then uh, I said, you know what? Because I couldn't think of somebody that would really fit the show this week i couldn't i you know and no disrespect to other people but i was just i couldn't think of like ah, should i do it and dude i kid you not you popped in my head right away and i was like oh shit let me see if lamont's available oh. to, to do the show and I, I and i was hoping but if you wouldn't have done the show then it probably wouldn't have been the show this week oh okay all right yeah. well I, I appreciate it like i said yeah. i i was going to be here anyway watch it so hey, thank you thank you bro so tell, <laughs> tell everybody who may not have a face with the name. Tell us about you. A lot of people may not know this, but uh, but if you if you do know, you already know this dude is super funny. But tell the people uh, just a little bit about yourself, and um, we'll get into the show after that. Sure, uh, a comic uh, for longer than most of you have been alive. Uh, started at seventeen. <laughs> I've done stand up since uh, seventeen, so it's almost forty years. Whoa. Forty years of being a stand up. And uh, a dad of four, and that covers everything. I'm cranky. That that's a lot. I tune. Let me tell you why I tuned into the show, Ty. And I told my wife this many times. I said I enjoy Ty's passion because no one, and I mean no one, hates Trump more than Ty Barnett. <laughs> that is why I tune in. Like I know people that hate Trump, but they don't. Ty Barnett hate Trump. Oh my <laughs> they god, do not. And that is why I tuned into the show for that passion. For Man, that let me tell you, okay, in my defense, um, it's not just him, as you as you know, yeah, know. watching yeah. the show, it is the the shit that this dude has yeah. brought around him. And then like you see the people and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. This guy's just a shitty person. <laughs> then you realize that it's just way more shitty people. Yeah. So I think for me, it just became this thing. It morphed into something totally different. And it's not, I can't, I won't, I will not give him full credit for my hatred. My, my, <laughs> hatred, my hatred is spread out amongst all those goofy motherfuckers. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's hard to, it, it is hard when you look at him and to say, I stand behind him. Yeah. to not cast any judgment on that person because yeah. you get you get tainted with the stain of who you stand behind 
Exactly. And uh, yeah, so anyway. I was working with um, I was working with Augie, uh, Augie Smith, uh, another very funny comic. I just posted we are live, you guys. I, um, and we were in uh, Wenatchee. We were in Wenatchee, Washington. And uh, and so I got into the show. I walked into the showroom a little bit after Augie did. But the yeah. show was getting ready to start. It already kind of started. And when I walk in, Augie is like, man, it's a good thing you weren't here about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Because he's like, well, they sung the national anthem. And I immediately started laughing. Exactly. I immediately started laughing because I thought Augie was making a joke. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I said funny. That's hilarious. He's like, no, 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 I'm telling you. Somebody stood up, waved the flag, and they started singing the national anthem. Wow. And now let me ask you this, bro. In your 40 years of this business, have you ever seen that at a comedy show? No. Never. Me no. neither. I've Not never once. even corporate events. I've never seen it. Well, hey, not forget corporate, not even on nine twelve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so what he says is, I'm like, I, I, I'm like, wait, are you serious? He's like, yeah. So not only did they sing the national anthem, right after they sang the national anthem, a lot of them chanted, let's go, Brandon. Oh, that. Exactly. So I was already, I already knew the audience that I was kind of yeah. dealing Good with. Good grief. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's so when you see that, this is why I said because I couldn't take out my anger on those goofy motherfuckers at the show because I'm getting paid. Right. Yeah. So I have to pretend to really not want to punch you in the throat. Right <laughs> yeah. So I did that for my 45 minutes, but then I'm hanging out with Augie afterwards. And to what you just said earlier, we were walking to a bar, and right before we go into the bar, you can see it's a bunch of people that were at the show. Now, normally, you know, back in the day, man. You know, if you had a great show, because we both had standing ovations, we yeah. had great shows, that type of situation, you're like, I can't wait to go into the bar yeah. because all yeah, these yeah. people are going to be giving me these accolades, free yeah. me coming, you know, whatever, before I was married. And, 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 uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but he stopped me and said, man, I don't, I just don't know if I can go in here. I just don't, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, man, all of these people were at the show and he's like, Knowing that they support that dude, yeah. Knowing that they support that mentality, he says, "I can't sit there and have a drink with these people and pretend, yeah, that they aren't shitty people." Yeah. So when you just said that, bro, it really it resonated with the fact of, like I said, I I, I, I don't I will never give that dude enough credit to think that to say that he is the the total reason why I feel the way I feel. It's just seeing people that I thought were better. Right. That's the thing because it, it is. He can't get the credit because he didn't create it. It's right. the idea that that has always been there and they were pretending. And then yeah. he gave them the reason to not have to pretend anymore. Exactly. And that's what makes it depressing that, you know, when you talk about racism and stuff like that, a lot of black people are like, some black people are surprised, but a lot of black people are like, nah, we, we told you this. We told you this a long time ago. I don't yeah, know why you didn't listen. Here? <laughs> you guys just not getting here, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. We already we were here at the party. Yeah. We just, yeah. You guys, okay, good. You, you at least you're caught up now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you missed a lot of minutes. <laughs> oh, and and that's why it's hard sometimes to have people that because I lost a lot of friends. I yeah. lost a lot of friends, and 
colleagues that are comedians and bro it always trips me out when comedians fall for the bullshit right because we're supposed to be critical thinkers plug uh we're supposed <laughs> to be critical thinkers so for us we're supposed to be able to weed through yeah all the bullshit and see it for what it is that's part of the reason why we can get on stage and tell these stories so when i saw other comedians falling for this it just added to all the fucking just angst that i was yeah. feeling about stuff in general so um but i want to let everybody know this when i say um when i say you're one of my favorite comedians uh and and you you popped in my head last night because i was at the the improv christmas party and we were talking about uh when comedians black comedians um are allowed to be themselves individuals right and i remember the first time i saw you one of the first times i saw you perform uh your style your cadence delivery subject matter everything i'm like oh this dude is just being a regular person right he's not being <laughs> a black comic he is right. being a regular funny comic and it inspired me to be like all right cool well shit i can talk about all the shit i read this is yeah, yeah, real yeah, yeah good I don't have to figure out a list of why black and white people are different. Great. <laughs> a whole exactly. list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So now let me ask you this in the, the 40 years you've been in this business, because of also what, what has changed over the, the course of the last four or five years is the map of where we feel comfortable traveling. Yeah. Um, by the way, everyone watching the show, we're also going to talk about the January 6th commission, the Mark Meadows, I don't know what to call this dude now, the text messages uh, that were revealed that Republicans actually were worried, um, even though they didn't tell you that in, in, in uh, public. But let me ask you this, what have you noticed over your last four years? Has anything changed for you as a performer, as a traveler? going across America and are there places where you just like you think twice about like I won't go to Florida like I purposely don't right. book shit in Florida on purpose yeah I don't because my my uh, template <clears throat> excuse me has always been the same that it, it's a very limited amount of places that I go to in the first place it's always yeah. been that whole thing that I only go to eight places and uh, they kind of would rotate out so okay. I, nothing has changed I've not opened up to any new newer places and stuff like that right. but just as on stage some of that's the the not the subject matter for me changes but the audience reaction to change i'll, I'll give you an example and this happens because i was doing a cruise ship so you know it's all trump people on cruise ships uh, but i was talking about race and i made this statement the opening statement for it i said we are equal but we are culturally different and then from that point, I go into what the setup is on that. I couldn't because a lady, well, for briefly, a lady kept yelling up, but we're equal. But she wouldn't stop with the, and I go, yeah, I said that. And then I get ready to go again, but we're equal. It's that whole idea of saying that whatever you're about to say, you can't say because yeah. I'm telling you that we're all we equal and everybody has an equal chance. It's like you live in that fantasy world. And uh, I didn't get in trouble for this. Thank God for Holland. I said, uh, the fact that you won't let me continue is extremely <laughs> white of you. Tell me we're not equal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And, and, and because especially on cruise ships and for the people that don't know, they give you these, uh, these guidelines, which they never tell the audience. They never yeah. tell the audience yeah. what they told us that we have to stick to. They never say that. We just have to go in and work with what we got. And, you know, every once in a while you get somebody that comes up to you after the show, like, yeah, man, you were really funny and everything, but when's your real show? Right. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey man, you got to talk to, they're cutting it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got to pay my bills and take care of my family. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I remember one show I did and the show was going great. I mean, they're laughing. Everybody's having fun. And I, all I said was politics. That's all I said. I didn't oh. even say what my politics were. I said politics. And I actually, the joke was going to be, I'm not going to talk about politics. I was just, all I said was politics. And you know how you wait for a reaction. Yeah. And as soon as I said politics, it was a couple that was sitting. I remember seeing them. They were just laughing five seconds right. ago. As soon as I said politics, they was like, oh, okay. Oh, and they wow. stood up and walked out. <laughs> wow. And, and I was like, all right. Well, then. And so this is why, like, and this will kind of lead us into where, you know, where we're going with the show. It just trips me out that, because we've never seen that. We've yep. never seen that, bro. Yep. In, in, in my entire time, I've been doing it about 24, 25. You've been doing it, doing it 40. We've never seen no. this. No. Where the mere mention of certain things puts people off. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll get to your comments here in a second. I'm joined by my very funny co-host, uh, Lamont Ferguson. We're going to talk a few things here in a second. But I think that's part of the reason why like a lot of comedians and a lot of people talk about cancel culture and they talk about like man the things you can't say i think you still can say a lot of stuff yeah it's just a matter of what you're willing to deal with yeah once you say it and depending on how you put it because i you know i had trump jokes but they were jokes that would they weren't divisive and so when i would go on the cruises and i asked the uh, cruise director one time i said is there anything not to talk about? And I said, or I said, do people do any political stuff here? Cause I was early in the thing and they go, well, no, not really. And then I would go up and talk about Trump. But, the, but the idea was that even if you supported Trump, you would understand what I'm talking about. Right. Because uh, one of the jokes was about saying that when he first got in office, everybody kept going, maybe he'll change. Maybe he'll turn mm -hmm. into more presidential. Maybe he'll change. And I go, yeah, because 70 plus year old people are so well known for their ability to change. Jonathan, you know, go to your grandma's house. Still, she still has a VCR. They don't give a shit about change. That type of joke and stuff. So I would do that. And uh, and everyone would laugh. And it, but it was that tension at the moment yeah. when I would talk about it, where they would go, oh, and then afterwards I go, see, that wasn't so bad, was it? We all kind of got to you get over the idea of, oh, man, I hear this and it's going to signal me and trigger me uh, to yeah. just kind of listen. And, and, and that's the thing is like a lot of people don't want to do that. Like they don't want to listen anymore. No. And, no. and when you don't have that, it, it, it's like, there's no starting point. There yeah. is no literal starting point if you don't want to listen yeah. to what's happening. Because like, if you go to someone, you say, well, hey, listen, man, I just want to show you some video footage of something that looks pretty bad. And they're like, nope. I don't want to see it. It's probably doctored. They probably, I'm like, no, it's just yeah. regular footage. And it's, there's actually, you can look at different sources and you see the same video. Yeah. Yeah. But when you say the same video, you know, all of these people are in on it. 
Okay. You mean all of these people yeah. are in on this one thing. So when you don't have people that want to listen, you don't have a starting point. So I, I feel like, so let's get into the, the they, they started now with the hearing for the committee for the January 6th yeah. uh, attack. Uh, and it has been revealed that uh, a lot of Republicans, uh, a lot of Fox News hosts actually were concerned about what was going on in private. Yeah. In private, they, they, you know, they send these text messages to Mark Meadows, uh, the, the former chief of staff, and they're literally saying, hey, this is, Laura Ingram says, well, uh, can you tell him to stop now? You are yeah. messing up this, messing this up for all of us. Yeah. Us. Yeah. And another person says, you are messing up your legacy, anything which, yeah. What legacy? <laughs> the legacy uh, they made up for him. Yeah, exactly. And um, and then the, his son had to text Mark Meadows, which again, should tell you that they don't have a great relationship. <laughs> hey, can you tell my dad to stop? <laughs> Come on. So if he wanted to get a hold of his dad, he should have sent that message to his daughter and <laughs> then sent it to <laughs> him because like, he'd have listened to her. Hey, babe. Oh, sorry. I can't say that. Can't say that. You're my daughter. Sorry. I can't say babe. Um, so and then they go on at night and then they say they blame Antifa, they blame BLM, they do all of this stuff. So they do this on purpose. Let me ask you this. Do you think, because I saw this asked on another show, I said, it said, what do you think the end game is for Fox? Like those types of people who are purposely misleading people into literal danger. Like, what do you think they're, what do you think they gain from this? Uh, I don't think there is an end game because what we're doing is we're uh, we're overestimating the quality of the Fox viewer. That's the problem. The problem is we here. Here's in essence the problem. You and I sit around. We we think the same thing. Well, there's no way people could be that stupid. That's the <laughs> sentence we say, uh, uh, yeah. and that's the problem because that sentence itself is flawed. Because the truth is, yeah, there yeah. is a way. And it's amazing how many there are. Here's one of the things about it that I saw that was troubling or that you would think is troubling. Laura Ingram, all the people to, said, tell Trump to call off his people. His people? Wait a minute. I thought they were your people. I thought this was all the Republican people. This is, uh, I, I love giving movie, right? This is Agent Smith that got too big for the matrix. And this is what they, they live in fear of Trump and Trump's people because yeah. he can release the hordes onto them. So yeah. it's like, we'll fall in line. We'll give a full throated endorsement until, oh my God, they're coming for us. He needs to call off his people. Like yeah. how did they become his people when they were your people? Exactly. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if there's an end game for this because they're going to spin. They're going to keep spinning. They're spinning now. This is uh, the whole thing on this January 6th thing. And you, you and I, again, we both know. How, how is this still going on? How, this is an open and shut case. Are Trump's taxes involved in this? How the fuck is this thing still going on? Oh. It's because they're going to keep spinning and keep spinning and realizing that, oh, yeah, we're just going to keep going. And then eventually what will happen is that if they talk about it long enough, because of the short attention span of those people, they'll just go, you know what, we're done with this. We don't want to we don't want to hear this anymore. Can we move yeah. on to the next thing? And that's how it works. That's the end game is Can boredom. Can we get back to those emails from Hillary, please? Yeah. 
Yes. Can we get back to the, can we get back to Hunter Biden, please? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And hey, what about that blowjob in the Oval Office? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Important stuff. Uh, let me get a couple comments here. About, uh, Robert says, 40 years in comedy, Lamont. He must have started uh, when he was in kindergarten. <laughs> I know he's still the black don't crack, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, okay. Lamont is actually 85. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand that. It's, it's that and the COVID weight. It stretches out wrinkles. That's right. <laughs> um, J.E. says Donald Trump Jr. Uh, apparently doesn't have his dad's text number. Exactly. Which is uh, Tammy says uh, revisionist history is the only history they can appreciate. Exactly. J.E. Yeah. says uh, Fox Fox uh, will be hosting the Running Man live uh, every week. <laughs> yeah. Week night 2024. And Corey says it's amazing how long a court case can drag out when they don't want anyone to know. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And this is why... And this is why I want people to understand the severity of what's going on and why, like, I really wish I couldn't think about this dude. I really wish mm -hmm. I couldn't think about these people, but we live among them. We walk among them. We work among these people. And apparently as comedians, we share the stage with a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you have that, like, it's hard to just ignore that because you eventually you see these people. Yeah. And then when you find out that these people are firefighters, um, cops, uh, judges, see. Uh, military personnel, all that. of these people that we see in everyday life. And you're like, wait, wait, so you fell for the for the yeah. bullshit, huh? How can I trust you to, to not how, how can I trust that you have my back yeah. in, in, in a situation? So this is why to everyone watching, I'm like. This is part of the reason why I can't let these topics go. Like I want to, yeah. I really want to. I want to talk about rainbows and lollipops, man. <laughs> I, I would love to, but then I realized, man, I'm in a world to where like I really don't want to go to Florida. I really yeah. don't want to go to Texas because I don't know if I'm going to make it back from these places. Yeah, you know. Well, this is the case that I was saying prior to the election, and uh, people were saying, "No, you don't really." I go, "Yeah, I do." I said, I am at a point now in my life where I believe I need Trump to be president for the rest of my life. And the reason why is so I know where all those people are because I don't want them to go into hide. I was talking about this and, and uh, a comic, he goes, no, I want them to go into hiding and have to force the smile. Like, no, I don't. Because, because of what you just said, doctors, nurses, lawyers, I don't need those people in hiding I, because at some point I'm going to need those people. And I need to know exactly what it, the mentality of those people is that they yeah. stand on and stand behind. So it's a point where, I, yeah, I need to see them. I need to see exactly where they are. And if that is Trump being president every day, then that's what it is, because at least it exposes it. I don't need some. Here's what happens with black people. We go, I think that was racist, but I'm not sure. And then we, we're caught up in the idea of trying to prove whether it was racist. Now we can see and go, yeah. That yeah. was pretty damn racist, exactly what that was. That was pretty racist, yeah. Um, and, and at first, when you first started that, that statement, I was like, nah, I can't have that dude in office no more. <laughs> but then, as you explained it, I understood that because I'm telling you, bro, like, people that I honestly thought were good people, I found out later that I'm like, oh, fuck, wait, I was on the road with you? <laughs> hey, wait, you... And then you come to, then you start thinking like, man, if I was on the road with that same person 
and they say, hey, all of a sudden we just went back into uh, lynching black folks. I think that person would be like, well, Ty, I mean, you have had a good run. <laughs> you have had a good run, man. I mean, you know, just uh, I'll let, who do you want me to let know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do. And when you when when that's a real thought, yeah, it really puts it in perspective for you that ignorance is bliss in some ways. Oh, yeah. It really is because you feel like, oh, I really wish I didn't know you were a piece of shit. And <laughs> yeah. then you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's better that I know you're a piece of shit. And then I know where to not step. Yep. So, and this is why, like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, bro, that they, because what I feel like they're doing, and this is the problem where I have, this is the, what, the, one of the few problems I have with Democrats is that you have the evidence, you have the power to do these things, go full force with it. Yep. Do not stop pretending like you're still dealing with 1980s Republicans. Right. Stop pretending like you're dealing with, with with conservatives that really care in any way, shape, or form about the Constitution, a democracy, or or the country. Yeah. We are we we're way past that now. Like yeah. like as a matter of fact, if you're a Republican and you mentioned standing up for the Constitution, you're anti-Republican. So <laughs> you see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So I want Democrats to go. Uh, yes, they're they're gonna they're gonna most likely get the get him indicted on. Um, the con criminal contempt, contempt, yeah, Mark Meadows. But are you going to put him in jail, or are you just going to yeah. say this is just on your record? Yeah, it, the, you can't. Don't do that because if the shoe on the foot. Oh man, they would. They would. Hey man, they're still trying to put Hillary in jail. Oh now. yeah, yeah. So so believe me, they 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 would not be lenient. So this, I think Democrats need to take this moment because if Republicans get back in power, all of this shit goes away. Oh yeah, oh, every bit of it goes away. Yep. So go full force at these motherfuckers. Send a message. Send that dude to jail, even if it's for six, seven months. But send yep. him in real jail. You ever see Tango and Cash? Yeah. Remember when they thought they were going to like the the country club prison? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they ended up going to the bullshit. They're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send him to that one. Tell him he's going to the country club, but yeah. send him to the one where the big jaw motherfucker is going to dip him in the. <laughs> the people that watch Tango and Cash, you know the reference. All right. Um, so, so like I said, man, I feel like honestly, you, because sometimes when you talk to people and this is what, I don't know if you do this. I, I try to actually speak to people. Like I, what I stopped doing was arguing with people online. Every once in a while you see me, yeah, yeah. I have time that day, but, <laughs> but for the most part, I'll try to get these people on the phone. Have, do you try that approach? Because, I mean, you also know how to talk to people as well. Do you try to have a conversation with people? Because I'm sure you come across Trump supporters at your shows that are like, man, I'm just saying, bro. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, I can't get involved with them uh, and I can't talk to them because of the idea that you got to be able to go one, two, three. You can't go one, two, ten. And they go one, two, ten. And yeah. I can't, I, I don't have the patience for that, uh, that argument or that discussion about it. I, there was a guy, Rand, I don't even, I'm sitting in the airport and a guy offers me a cookie or something. You know, no, offered me a donut because it was a weird thing to offer somebody at the airport. He's like, oh, you want a donut? And I'm like, no, it's an old man, old white man. Oh, wow. And then he, he asked- and he had the donuts with him? He had the donuts with him. <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna lie, he would offer to buy me a donut. 
I'm not gonna lie. I probably yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might have to take a donut if he buys a donut. But yeah, and I said, no, I'm good. And I'm just sitting there waiting in between flights. And then he starts talking. He says, uh, he says, what do you think of Trump? And this is one in during Trump's presidency. And I said, uh, I don't really get involved in that. He said, Oh, it's okay. You can tell me it's fine. It won't. And I said, yeah, I don't really know. And then he decided, I didn't ask him. Then he decided he's going to give his, he goes, yep. I really believe he was sent by God. It's God's. Oh. I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't take the goddamn donut. That's like, what I'm <laughs> 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 in the donut. <laughs> But yeah, I oh can't reason with anybody that believes that Trump was sent by God and, and, and the fact that if you mention Trump and God in the same sentence, it's beyond me because we have proof that this dude is the least godliest person there is. Oh, that's when you that's when you start sliding your seat back like, I just want to get out of the way of the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. you gotta, let me get out of the way yeah. here. I don't wanna... and, and, and that's what's crazy about it sometimes because as much as we love Obama, I don't ever think black folks have ever said Obama was sent by God. No, no. never, never, ever, ever. We, we, Beyonce, maybe, but <laughs> it never said Obama was sent by God. And and there's something to that. And I, I talked about it on a previous show where uh, me and my wife, we both voted for Biden. We have Biden shirts that we honestly got the shirts to fuck with people during uh, in during the uh, up to up, leading up to the election. But yeah. once the election was over with, I can't even tell you where those shirts are now. Like right. They're in the house somewhere. I don't even know where they are. And so we were out somewhere a couple of weeks ago at a restaurant. Dude comes in with a 45 hat on, Trump shirt, whatever, whatever. And he sits at the bar and then the dude notices that he has it on. He's like, hey, love the hat, bro. And me and my wife just kind of look at each other and like, these motherfuckers here. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so I'm like, and then, it, but it just made me think, I was like, wait, that's weird. We could wear the Biden shirts because they still yeah. fit, you know, uh, good colors or not. And I said, but we don't wear it because we're not in a cult. We already yeah. know the yeah. dude's president. We're cool with him being president. Just yeah. continue to be president. I don't need to keep wearing a, a hat or a shirt saying this, but they need that. Yeah. Like they need that validation that they are supportive of a piece of shit because it makes them feel better and when you're dealing with someone whose mentality works that way, how do you reason with them? Yeah, so when yeah. you said it to the dude at the airport, like after he said Trump was sent by God, there's nothing else he could say yeah. that would make me want to sit there and talk. He could have given you the cure for cancer. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure, bro. I'm not really sure about what you're saying. Everything, it's like that, uh, when you talk to Charlie Brown's, uh, the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Everything after he's sent by God, I'm good. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. you, there's nothing else. Let me get a couple comments here. By the way, I'm joined by special guest host, Lamont Ferguson. If you have any questions for him related to politics, comedy, anything, please address them now. We got a nice turnout right here so far. Curtis That's says, nice. um, I'm going to start telling people Biden was <laughs> sent by God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, let me know how that works, Curtis. Let me know if they get mad at you. Like, now nah, you just sound crazy. Yeah. Only Trump can be sent. <laughs> wow. J.E. says Obama was sent by Allah. Okay. That, um, try that. At a, yeah. yeah they, they really would love to hear that shit. Um, and then Robert says, yes, Trump was sent. I'm assuming it says Trump was sent by God to destroy. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. it's, laughs> and uh, it says if Trump is reelected, America is permanently doomed. Robert says that. 
Um, Lewis says you're the you're the best co-host in the world. There you go. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, because because I'm co-host on Lewis's show. That's there you go. Okay, okay. See, then I'll take the bias. I'll take the bias. <laughs> um, but what 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 Robert said, and, and actually I was I want and I we won't harp too much on this guy, but it's important for people to understand this because right now a lot of people thought this was over with uh, at the election. A lot of people thought, okay, this guy is out. People are going to come out of their fog. And we're going to get back to being, yeah. getting back on track. And you're seeing it's not that at all. No. Some people are doubling down. Some people are tripling down. And it's different when the average citizen does it. But you're seeing lawmakers. Because now you're finding out that a lot of these people knew what the fuck was going on. Oh, yeah. And they didn't stop it. Matter of fact, uh, Mark Meadows made sure that the National Guard was there to protect the rioters. Right. The terrorists. So when you see this and you say, well... You cannot, and, and, and I, I don't think it's hyperbole, bro. This dude cannot get, that dude cannot get back in power again. He cannot get anywhere near the White House again. This is why people need to start paying attention to this. This is why we right. can't stop talking about this. Oh, yeah. I, it, because if you do, and, and this is it, it, a pet peeve of mine, and let me know if this is the same thing for you, is when people say, just turn off the news. I fucking hate that. Right. But what does that do? Yeah, it doesn't stop them from doing the shit they're doing. Yeah, yeah it's it's what do you the... mean? just turn it off. And then one day you're going to turn around. We're going to have Nazi flags at Target and you're going to be like, oh, <laughs> shit. When did this start? Well, yeah, when did this? Yeah, exactly. And you're like, well, you weren't <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> so do you feel like and this is why I say like because I know stand up wise, like they don't want us to speak about this on stage. They don't like it. Yeah, because it makes some of the audience feel weird, which I'm like, wait, you should feel weird about being a shitty person. But do you find, how do you think this is, do you think this is reversible? Do you think this is reversible where we're, where we're headed right now? Because right now, bro, they, they have the gerrymandering, they have the, 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 uh, the voting rights that it's trying to strip, women's rights are being stripped right now. And it doesn't seem like a whole lot is being done. Right. And it doesn't seem like a, a huge portion of the country even cares that this is being done. Yeah. Is there a way to reverse this? I'm going to try and put this tactfully. That does not go against uh, any type of uh, violations, Facebook code violations. So maybe I'll speak in code. The It doesn't end quickly. But as I referenced earlier, the only way that it ends is Agent Smith has to die. That's the only way it ends. Yeah. Because as long as Agent Smith is around and as long as Agent Smith has an ear to be able to say did, did something. Did we lose signal? Did they take us off the signal? They... <laughs> no, I know you're right. You Go ahead. That's the only way. Because we thought this should have been over with when he was gone from office, but it's not. And now we're hearing the murmurings of, oh, 2024, 20, which yeah. is still a long way away. But still the fact that those murmurings are, are there. Mm -hmm. uh, the only way it goes is that is that Agent Smith from the Matrix has to die. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I know what you mean, bro. I know what you mean, and and that's true because or or Agent Smith has to get indicted on the shit that they say they have Agent Smith. Yeah, evidence on him. Something has to happen. He needs to die or go to prison, and. Because if that doesn't happen, 
you're seeing this is like the the the, the scary movie where you think the villain is dead. Oh yeah. And but you, you gotta make sure the head is gone. Make yeah, sure the head is chopped off. The, the head yeah. is chopped. You can't even chop off the head. You shot him in the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And we are we have to make sure that happens because when you don't, if you're not shutting this down, you're somewhere someone's thinking, hey man, somebody's gotta be cool with this because they haven't shut them down. Yeah. And if they think that, then it just slowly gets bigger and bigger and bigger to where they're like. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe it's maybe January sixth wasn't that bad. Maybe that <laughs> oh, yeah. dying wasn't that bad. The only oh, yeah. thing that was bad was that that patriot that they shot trying to break into the and when you when you don't shut this down, bro, because and I've said this to Ian, sometimes people are just evil. Yeah. And and when you when you keep giving them passes. And and making it look like no, well, I mean, maybe that's just misunderstood. No, some motherfuckers are just evil, and yeah. they're comfortable with that. Yeah. The problem is, is when you don't make them uncomfortable enough to stop trying to get their platform. Yeah. And right now, you're seeing it. You know, these right wing people, they'll either you know, they they create parlor or whatever the the different thing they do because they only want people that think like them. Yeah. Now, because I do this a lot. I ask people, I say, come on the show. Come on the show, come talk about your feelings, whether it be about hating Biden, anti-vaccines, come on the show. And they never do. Which is so bizarre, because you would think that if they really cared, if you were really entrenched and believe in whatever it is that you keep spouting on social media to go rah, rah, look at me, I'm right, then you would look for any platform to spread that word. And the idea that they wouldn't tells me there's something inherently wrong with their belief in the word. Yes. Uh, that tells me that you, you're not all in on this. What you're, you're in because you're spouting to people that you know will give you likes because they're people that are like you, but to bring it out to somewhere else. If somebody asked me to reason on something, I'm like, let's go. I'll roll up the sleeves. Let's go. I can reason. Yeah. I can debate. Let's go. Yeah. But the idea where they go, you go, come on the show. And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. They, they, because to them, because we hear it a lot of people, they say to Ian and I, same common phrase. Well, I don't want to get ambushed on your show. And I'm like, with what? Yeah, how can we ambush you if facts are on your side? If the truth is on your side, we will make ourselves look bad. Yeah. And we've never been invited on anybody's conservative shows. We've never been invited on any conservative podcasts because they because we we look, but yes, go, I'm ready. Yeah. What do you want yeah. to talk about? I'm, I'll bring all the facts with me. I'll bring my yeah. own facts. I'll bring my own facts and snacks. And I'll, I'll be ready to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Whereas they don't feel confident in what they say, which is kind of like they're a messiah. That's why he won't testify under oath. That's why he will ignore subpoenas. That's why he tells others to literally ignore subpoenas. Yeah. Yeah. So to them, being silent is, is, is power for them. Yeah. Now, if somebody else on the other side said, I'm going to be silent, they're like, oh, look, you got something to hide. Something That's to hide. Yeah. So at some point, we have to reverse this, this idea of my side, your side. Because yeah, that's, it, the, that's the problem. It that's, is that's the exactly science is the problem. And, and you have to think like, if a ship is going down and there's everybody on, there's a, everyone's on the ship and you say, okay, if we work together, we can save 
everybody on the ship. Everybody. We can. Yeah. Everyone can live. We can get to the lifeboats. We can get life jackets, all that. Then mo- you would hope most people would live and they say, let's go do this. But if you nowadays, I don't feel like that's the case. You say, well, the ship is sinking. Well, what part of the ship? Yeah. What, what, what part? I mean, because I'm not, I'm not in that part of the ship. And yeah. actually, I don't even like that part of the ship, to be honest with you. I never yeah. really go over there. Because, yeah, I don't go over there. So yeah. why would that doesn't affect me? I'm like, never well, over there. Eventually, the whole ship is going to go down. Well, who said that? <laughs> who told you the whole ship is going to go down? Do you have proof that the whole ship is? I don't see. Show me, show me your sources for the whole yeah. ship going down. Yeah. And this is where we are as a country. And again, this is why I cannot stress this enough. If you let this dude get back in office, if you let that mentality of fascism and, and that, that idea of, of dictatorship take a hold, it will eventually fuck with you even if you voted for it. Yeah. It will. Look, look at conservative women right now. You don't think any of them chicks are going to ever want an abortion? You, oh, you yeah. don't want an abortion at some point. Yeah. And now you can't. You voted against your own interest. Those people living in trailer parks, you're giving these rich motherfuckers more money and you're still in the trailer park. Yep. And look at the rioters, the Capitol rioters. Not a single one of them was given a pardon or bailed out or yep. given nothing. Fox News didn't even come out and say, okay, you guys, tell us what we need to send your bail money. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yep. So they will take you down too, man. So it's it's just a trip. Um, I want to. Uh, oh, it's a Jay. He says that's Putin kind of money. Yeah, yeah. He would have to pay for all of them. Uh, Corey says if normal people ignore a subpoena, uh, we go to jail. Exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, before we can go to trial. That's true. Exactly. Uh, Robert says uh, keep pounding away at this message. Trump hates America because he does. That's true. I, and you know what it is? It's almost like. Do you when they say what's the saying like does a con artist love his mark or does he hate his mark which is why he's conning his mark mm-hmm. and that's what I think that's I think that's where we are now you're seeing that this dude sees as much as he can get away with I told Ian this if I was him if I was Trump I honestly wouldn't even want to be in office I would just start a casino in all red states and be like yo <laughs> oh man yeah bring me the loot bro bring me the loot and they will they will they will gladly give you their money but well um, one. He let's be let's be truthful. He don't want those people in his business. None of the people that <laughs> voted for him would be allowed to stay in his hotels right. or on his property. He That's wants right. nothing to do with those people. Not the at people all. he co- he rails against, celebrities and Hollywood's elite. That's who he wants to be with. What's that? That's who he wants to hang out with. Yep. He wants nothing to do with the people that supported him. Not at all. It, it, and and. The fact that they don't see that. Yeah, a motherfucker that has a gold toilet, you think he eats a Cracker Barrel? Come yeah. on, bro. Stop yeah. that. that is, yeah. I don't have a gold toilet, and I don't eat a Cracker Barrel. We yeah. I'm he not- tried to be a part of the regular people. Remember he was eating that taco salad? First of all, oh, who eats a taco salad? Nobody oh. eats a taco oh. salad. He is so bad at trying to brand shit that you're like, are you joking with this? <laughs> like, if he would have had a sombrero on, you're like, come on, bro. Yeah. His PR team is like, sir, I, I <laughs> sir. honestly think this this will hurt you. Is, <laughs> don't don't do this. Don't do this. Um, let's let's switch gears here for like two seconds because uh, Corey says something, um, and Curtis says yes, he hates his supporters exactly. 
Derek says the only way that uh, that those fuckers in Texas reverse the abortion bill is if Ted Cruz rapes his daughters. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, Lewis says if they let him run again. Period. Yeah. They 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 shouldn't even allow this. To, and that that honestly, before we switch up here, if I'm a Republican and I have presidential aspirations, what does that say about you if you feel like you aren't better than that dude? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you feel like, well, wait a minute, I, I actually, I could probably run the country better than him. And then someone uh, actually to that, to that point, someone said uh, the next candidate may be a better, well-spoken version of Trump. But now what you're seeing though, is they're only propping up Trump. They're not propping up. They, they, I mean, I know no. DeSantis is trying to out evil him, but yeah. I mean, no one's and, and and what does that say about you and what you believe in yourself? Like if so, it's almost like when you look at comedy and they say, "Well, well, who is the who's the, who's the best comedian? Who's the, the best comedian?" And, and if they ask you, most comedians are gonna probably say themselves. They're gonna yeah, say, yeah. I'm, "I'm the best," because yeah. you believe you have to believe that you're the best, right? But if someone says, "Well," you know, uh, I have a chance to give a show to somebody and they have to be funny. Uh, would you pick yourself or would you pick that dude over there? And I'm like, I'm going to pick myself. Yeah. I'm going to pick me. Pick, yeah. pick me to do the show because I can do the show. Yeah. These Republicans, bro, are like, no, he's, he's the only one. He's the only one that represents us. Which is so depressing because of the fact that let's take out all of whatever Trump's flaws and stuff are. What is that dude? 75? So you're telling me nobody younger believes that you could be better than the 75-year-old dude who is very obtuse in his thoughts, who you also know is duplicitous in his speaking because he only wants to... I said this, I said this early. Trump is not the problem. His supporters are the problem. Trump is a carnival barker. He will do whatever it takes to get people in the tent. That's what he does. And so if, if, if more people, and they were all fired up, were completely opposite of every Trump supporter, he would be speaking their language because yep. they would go into the tent. Yep. And the idea that no one in the Republican Party goes, you know what, I got a better idea. I, I think I could do this better. I think, and they go, no, no, we're going to fall in line behind the 75-year-old dude who has outlived his life expectancy for crying out loud. Exactly. The fat, overweight, 75-year-old dude. And, okay. and that's what that's what trips me out because I feel like it is really more of an indictment on what they think of themselves, not yeah. just as a party, but as individuals. If hey man, if I've been grooming myself to become president, I'm not letting that old motherfucker take my spot. No, nope. bro. No. Nope. Hey, pick me. Pick me. I let me be the dude. And they won't even do that. And, and and that to me tells me that oh, okay, well, if this dude is the only thing that represents you and he's shitty, yeah. then you guys are pretty much just saying you're shitty. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Th th it is fine. So um, I want to switch gears for here for a second because we only got a little bit of time left. But so is and Corey made me think about this. Um, recently, uh, conservatives tried to uh, shame Madonna by uh oh yeah yeah they tried to shame madonna because she posed uh at, i think madonna's like 63 or something like that now something know. like that yeah she's up there but she posed in a provocative pose um and they compared her to nancy reagan and they called madonna trashy 
and uh, 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 Madonna Scratchy and Nancy Reagan, classy. Yeah. So um, Twitter went on the attack, and I didn't know this. I don't know if you knew this. Nope, didn't know it at all. I did not know this. But apparently, uh, Nancy Reagan, uh, the Just Say No, Nancy Reagan, uh, the Mrs. Reagan, Nancy Reagan. Mrs. Reagan, Nancy um, Is very famous and was very famous on the MGM lot for uh, being very good with her mouth. Yeah. And I don't mean speaking. <laughs> and so they put all of these memes out there of Nancy Reagan and how historic her fellatio game is. Yeah. And two things struck me from that. One, I don't know if I have a newfound respect for Reagan, <laughs> uh, or if I hate it. Because part of me is like, oh, I can't believe that. Man, I wish I was around <laughs> in the 80s. Just to, just to see. Because when you, that's a hard brag, bro. No yeah. pun intended. That's a hard <laughs> brag. And so part of you feels like, man, she must be really good to have that kind of reputation. And so I feel like conservatives don't know what to do now because they're like well wait we did kind of prop her up and yeah do we do we still ride with her or what yeah the last thing you ever want to do is let twitter and the internet get on the case you don't want the internet on the case because it will always backfire this is the the one of the problems with the the uh, uh virtuous propping up that a lot of the republican party does is uh, they believe that there was no life before whatever image they put up. And they're always, and the internet will always find the receipts. They will always find them and come right. up with them. That's right, that's right. Uh, the, the the term uh, they gave her is throat goat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they see they didn't, they weren't even nice about, this is oh why you God. shouldn't open the door for those people. This is why you, you cannot, please, I, and, and sometimes you find out these things is this, let me, let me see. I'm going to go to the screen share here for a second. If this is true, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Nancy Reagan could have got it back in the day. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me, let me go to the screen share. I want to pull up a picture here. Uh, oh man, I can't do the screen share. Uh, go, if you pull up an old picture of Nancy Reagan, I'm not going to front. Now I see, all right, she, she looked good back in the day. Yeah. And uh, even though, let's be honest, how many women have to really look good to consider her? <laughs> Blowjobs, and that's just being fair. Um, and, and and here's what's crazy about it, dude, is because Madonna, yeah, but everyone knew this about Madonna that that Madonna was promiscuous. That was her whole shtick. That was her yeah. whole thing, you know, with the whole Dennis Rodman and and all of that stuff. So that's really what Madonna already did. It's weird that people would think that you could shame Madonna. It's Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Madonna's like. Yeah, she probably had a dick in her hand at the at the time. She's like, yeah, what, what, what's the problem? Yeah, I'm Madonna. She had a coffee table book entitled "Sex." Thank you. That was the name of the book on there. Yeah, like so you said, how do you what shame that person? Yeah, Madonna does not care. So when they tried to compare her to this person, I wonder if the person who started this whole thing and, and tried to bring up Nancy Reagan was like. Ah, oh, shit, I really should have done more research. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. I really, really should have looked through this. Uh, even Kim Kardashian is like, hey, 
<laughs> Looks great now, huh? I only got one sex tape. One sex tape. So it's just it's just a trip to me that, and this is what I mean by, you know, the polarization of of everything now in America because we're not really, you know, you you look at that and they picked someone who they thought was so virtuous. Yeah. And they said, nope, there's no way in the world you can out virtue Nancy Reagan. Right. And Nancy Reagan was like, hold my cock. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, it's just weird to me, man, because these are the people who growing up, these are the people that we, we thought Nancy Reagan was this prude. Right. Prude. Like Ron, Ray, Ronnie called her mom, mommy, which oh, yeah, mommy. now has a whole new meaning. <laughs> now, now it looks way, now it sounds way different. Um, but when you see this, bro, and this is why, like you said, the the internet has receipts, they will find that, you know, you have to be careful in what you say. Yeah. Because Madonna came out looking like a saint. Yeah. Or like a virgin. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hilarious. Tammy says, uh, she didn't say no. That's true. true. With, with, uh, laughing and eggplant emoji. <laughs> by the way tammy do you know how long it took me to realize what the eggplant emoji was, I was like, oh that's what they're trying to do uh and corey says just say blow uh jay says uh uh i have uh the coffee table book uh there you go curtis says 40 years later i've decided to go ahead and cancel madonna exactly like, <laughs> who's going after madonna 40 years later madonna's like uh there's a lot way more shit y'all could have tried to cancel me for than this picture. Yeah. You know who's the, the most upset by this news is uh, Harvey Weinstein. He's the most upset by this news. Son of a bitch, I was born 30 years too late. God damn it. He just let me out enough to kind of go through. Uh, and Lewis says, uh, and yet they will still tell jokes about Michelle Obama yeah. being a man. That's true, bro. And will get mad about Nancy jokes. And, and that's true, which is weird, man. And remember, they got mad at old Michelle Obama for showing her arms. Arms, yep. And it's like, oh, look at this slut. And yep. like, I don't, and this is what I mean by like this country. And, and I'm not going to not gonna pile on it today because we've already said a lot about the country. <laughs> but here's what I, j- I just don't understand when people don't just shut up about obvious shit. Yeah. And say, well, look. We ain't got shit on Michelle Obama. We ain't got shit on. Her, okay, she's educated. She's uh, she she's not in a scandal. Obama's not in a scandal. Their kids are cool. I mean, one smoke weed, but who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's focus on the p- politics of them. Yeah, because you can you can you can if you want to argue the politics of certain things with people, you can. Yeah. You Obama wasn't perfect, but right. when you attack his wife's looks. And you call her ape in heels. Yep. And and when you do this, you show really what you're about. And my my problem is not so much that you do that, is that you act like it's not that. Yeah. It's that you have a yeah. problem with them. Yeah. You don't have a problem with this politics. You have a problem with them. Yeah. And we are in a country, dude, where you gotta understand something, man. For a long time, they've been propped up. Yep. In every aspect, Santa Claus, Jesus, Superman, which, by the way, people are mad that Superman 
changed uh, the slogan from truth, justice in the American way to truth, justice and a better day. Okay. What, I want to say that again for the people watching. <laughs> people in America are mad because the creator of Superman, the creators of Superman changed it from truth, justice in the American way to truth, justice and a better day. If you hate a better day, <laughs> you're a rotten person. How can you get mad at a better day? Hey, man. Hey, Lamont, I want to offer you a better day. No, That's, fuck that. No. No, I don't want it. I don't want a better day. If it's not in America, I don't want it. A better, I will flip a table over. Goddamn right. <laughs> Put a better day on me. So, so what do you think? So I want to ask you this because... Um, because the landscape of America is changing, whether they want it or not, yep. it, it is changing. We have more mixed couples. We have more mixed children. We have more uh, gay couples, trans yep. people, all of this. All, the landscape of America is changing, which is why you're getting this pushback from so many of these old racist folks. Yeah. What do you say? Because you have four kids. How? What's the age ranges? The oldest is 34. And the youngest is eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a spectrum, bro. Broad spectrum. Um, so let me ask you this, because you you have kids that are generations apart. Yeah. What do you say to them going forward in how to navigate through a world that is, through a country, I should say, because so I feel like some other parts of the world understand this better than we do. Yeah, kind what do of. you say to them to get them to understand that you will have to lead the charge going forward? And what do you say to motivate them to continue to do that? Because I don't have it in me sometimes to go every day. Sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm, I go harder than others, but sometimes I'm like, I just can't do it. What do you say to motivate your kids <laughs> going forward? One, uh, with my uh, son, Noah, who's in the room there, uh, you have to be truthful about what it is because you know that whole idea of what it's projected to be you know you gotta tell hey look when you walk you got to be careful out there and and the hoodie on and stuff like just be aware of your surroundings and stuff but in general the only thing you can tell children is is let one let them be aware of the history and let them be aware that this is a relay race right that's the only thing because uh, I've, I've talked about my my history, my family, my history. Because we, I see that Tammy put the thing about the damn law of the kids. We we in my family have a history of not having a lot of kids, but having kids very young. So when I had my first child, I was twenty two. So I was twelve years old, and my mom has a picture of five generations. I'm 12. Keep in mind, 12, not a child, a, uh, 12 as, as far as a young child. My In that picture is my great-great-grandfather, who I knew until I was 14 years old. That dude was born a slave. Wow. Okay? You keep them aware of all those that came before you that handed the baton off to the next generation to run the legs, to tell them you're running this leg for the future generation. Yeah. That's your, your job. Your obligation is to make it better for those that you may not see. Because that's, oh. I, I talk about that with black people all the time. Because someone asks about 
what is it that keeps black people going with all the wrongdoings? I go, we're instilled with making it better for generations we won't see. You think any of those slaves, any of the slaves, they hoped one day they would be free. Do you believe that they thought they would be free? They thought maybe not me, but maybe the children of my children will be. Those are people they're not gonna see. That's what is instilled. And that's what the hope is that you keep pushing forward for future generations. We got to hold on to that soundbite right there, Paul. We hold him. That's that. Lamont got the soundbite of, of the show right there. We, we, we playing that on the loop. <laughs> we playing that on the loop, bro. Because, bro, what you said encapsulates like a lot. I Because I would say one, I would only say one thing, one word to that survival. Yeah. But black folks, only thing black folks know, I don't say the only thing, but the thing we know a lot about is survival. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what, how do we keep making it? Because the deck has been stacked against us from the jump. Yeah. Our ancestors from the jump. Yeah. Um, and in modern society, you still see it. So for us, and this is like, like I tell my kids this, I'm like, look, understand that the world is not fair. Right. The only thing you can control is how you navigate through it. Yep. The only thing you can do. So prepare yourself as much as possible. Be prepared to be better. Be prepared to be better than the best because that's how you would even, and I hate saying this, but being better than the best sometimes is how you get by. That is it. You I mean, know? I've told, I told Lewis this on the show about this uh, thing about uh, the Chris Rock uh, quote. I don't know if you ever heard this. Rock was talking about that, about how much better he has to be. You saw it in the clip where he talks about the the neighborhood he lives in and the guy next door is a dentist and just mm-hmm. a regular dentist. But he even says, he goes, I have to be better than everyone else to be able to get notoriety. He said, if I was as funny as David Spade, you'd have never fucking heard of me. <laughs> and that's the truth. That yeah. is the truth. David Spade and Rob Schneider. <laughs> it, 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 I, it, it pays to have really good friends at the point. Um, and 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 that's why, like, the reason why I asked you that question is because I know, you know, going for and we don't like to think about this, but you know, I, I'm up there in age, as as well as you, and we re, we have to realize that one day, either we won't be here to fight, or to be honest with you, we won't give a fuck about fighting. Man, yeah, <laughs> we'll be yeah. like. Hey man, I'm retired. I just want to watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's important for the generations that come after us. And I said this before a long time ago. Right now, you're seeing a pimple being popped. And everyone knows that the pimple hurts the most right before it pops. Like yeah. you don't even want to touch it sometimes. Like, ah, oh, this fucking hurts. But once it's popped, then you feel like, good, there's the relief. And these, the future generations have to fight for that relief. Yeah. Because you see how hard these people are fighting against the pop. Yeah. They fight, they, that's why they're going after voting rights. That's why they're going after abortion rights. That's why they're going after the, the redistricting, all of this stuff, because they're trying to hold on to things that weren't justly theirs. Yeah. And so, and I had to say this to my my oldest, and I, I, I hate 
I hate to think this sometimes because I, I hope that she changes her mind and that she's changed her mind about this. She didn't believe in voting. She doesn't believe in voting, um, which is, and you know how much I talk about this. So, so for yeah. me, it was kind of hard to have that, have my daughter think that type of thing. And I would have to explain to her because my daughter's gay as well. And I'm like, you're black and gay. Yeah. You really should be thinking about voting. Yeah. So, but to her in her mind sometimes, where a lot of these young people, they feel like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right. You know, and they feel like there's no point in doing it. And that's what we can't let them continue to yeah. think because these old folks just want to keep the shit the way it is. Yeah. We have to be the better change. And yeah. we're the we're the, the the conduit between those motherfuckers and this new generation. Yeah. And this is why I feel like they really have to, and exactly, Louis, she definitely needs to vote. Yeah. Um, and this is why I asked you, like, because you have 34 and yeah. eight. Yeah. And, you know, that eight-year-old probably don't even know what a vote is. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, hey, man, is that is it on Cartoon Network? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whereas is, it, the is it American old, Idol? Is, is that what it exactly. is? Exactly. <laughs> like, that's, you want me to call in? <laughs> um, whereas the 34-year-old is like, yo, you should see what they're doing here, yeah. here, and here. Yeah. And so it's important to, to make sure that these kids understand this and, and, and really care about this, bro. So, uh, okay. Part of it is the messaging. And yes. uh, this is bridging to those people that say, I don't want to give up. I don't want to give. Somehow the messaging needs to change to tell those people, um, by the way, you will lose nothing. You're not losing anything. Every exactly. day of your life will be exactly the same. You're yep. not losing anything. And that kind of has to be the underlying message to, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if it will ever get them to stop fighting back, but you need to convince them you're not losing anything because yeah. they believe they are. And that's the problem is because Fox News tells you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing. The idea of what the critical race theory, because I think that uh, DeSantos was sp uh, sponsoring some type of bill or whatever it was about. Or he was we, talking about the, the woke act. The, the woke the, act. The, the yeah, that act. thing. Woke act. And uh, people were saying, because when I heard, I think I heard people, he was on your show about saying that uh, the problem is that they're teaching children, white children, to that they're inherently evil because of their race. Well, then I'll be honest with you. You've done some shitty parenting, if that's the case. Yeah. You've done yeah. horrible parenting in having them believe that because that is instilled in the household as to what their self-worth is. That's right. That's not right. from some outside thing, which is not even what it is in the first place. But uh, well, yeah. Plus, plus, I think it's ironic that they're trying to tell them we don't want you to know about our past of being being evil because we don't want you to think that you're evil. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And, and and that's and and this is why I say when it comes to critical race theory, you you two things. One, hang on, just go ahead. I gotta. There's a, a there's a SWAT team at the door. Oh shit. Um. By the way, we're getting ready to wrap this up in a second. Uh, if you guys got any more questions, uh, comments for Lamont, let me know. We will address them on the show here in a second. Tammy, what are you saying? Oh, uh, CRT has been uh, a misdirection, red herring from the, of course, of course. Um, and Corey says they are losing something, the inside joke that they're better than black and brown people. I've said this a long time ago. When you have been told that you are the best from birth, you've been made to feel you're the best from birth. 
that's got to be a hard pill to swallow to find out that you were never really the best. You just had really good marketing. And, and, and when you, when you have that, we had a couple comments here uh, real quick uh, and then we got to get ready to wrap this up, but uh, Tammy right. says CRT has been a misdirection, red herring. Um, and Corey said uh, they are losing something. The inside joke that they're better than other people and, and black and brown people. And this is why now when I say this, I want people to understand where it's coming from. It's not coming from a, a shitty place. It's just coming from a factual place. There is absolutely nothing genetically, mentally, emotionally, physically better about white folks than any other culture. Absolutely nothing. There is not one single thing, nothing. You can't jump higher. You're not necessarily smarter. You're not necessarily faster. There is nothing about you that makes you better than any other culture. The only thing is the marketing. The marketing that you have told over this time. So when you see people feel that fear, they say they're coming after your jobs. Now, by the way, they come, they say those black and brown people coming after your jobs, but it's really that corporation that decided to make a robot that can flip burgers <laughs> better than anybody. So the, the sleight of hand that they're not seeing is what's going to be their downfall. Yeah. And the people who get it, and understand that if we don't fight together, meaning black, brown, white, gay, straight, if we don't fight together to maintain a civil society, a just society, a fair society, we're all going to be fucked. Mm -hmm. The only difference is we're used to it. You're not. <laughs> you are not. We are used to it. We came up in the fuckery. You are brand new to the fuckery. Yeah. So... They have, we have to get around this mentality of if you're not part of the one to 3%, hey man, what yeah. you fighting me for? Well, what you yeah. mad at me for? Yeah. Oh, we, we live on the same street. Yeah, we, we yeah exactly. Street. We go to the same grocery store, bro. Why, why yeah. you mad at me? So yep. um, true. I want to thank my very special co-host, uh, Lamont, tell them where they can find you, bro. Uh, you can find me on uh, lamontferguson.com. And uh, I've got the uh, weekly podcast with Lewis Johnson called A Good Green Room. And then uh, my other podcast is Sometimes the Old Man is Right. That's what I was going to, yes. Tell them about that really quick. Give, give them, because uh, I've seen them. Yeah. And, but, but I know you stepped away from it for a minute, but then you came back with the, yeah. with the theory. It's just, uh, it's based on this premise. Uh, I am 56 years old and the, this is how it works with older people. Anytime old people, even older than me, will try to, to uh, voice their opinion on anything that goes on, they automatically get shouted down by young people as being old. They, they, you know, the OK Boomer or the other stuff like that. And my thought is maybe give them a listen because maybe, <laughs> maybe sometimes the old man is right. I love you it. can't just it's shout so them down just because they're old for saying stuff. Listen to what they have to say. Sometimes the old man is right. That's that's the nice. premise of it. Nice. Hey, man, you need to write a sitcom about that, bro. <laughs> write the sitcom out. We should get that together, man. I'll be the, the, the grumpy neighbor next door. <laughs> next door. Um, I want to thank everybody. And, and as always, yes, empathy. Um, the, the, I will say having empathy still is a point. The reason why I say it will help us move forward is because you have to understand that there are people out there that do need help, especially around the holidays. I get it. 
Yeah. But carry this over to next year and then the next year, because again, the evil people don't care. They don't. That's how they no. have to be as evil as they are. <laughs> yeah, they do. You have to care about each other. You have to care about your neighbor, your friend, your family, someone who is less fortunate. And sometimes that takes you either getting a shot that you don't feel like you need because of my immune system. Sometimes it takes you donating to charity. Sometimes it takes you getting your head out your ass and realizing that we are the ones that are under attack. All yeah. of us. Yeah. All yeah. of us. So moving forward, that is still the word, J.E. I'm, I'm holding on to it. It, it. Sometimes the empathy wanes. It depends. Um, oh, Curtis says 50, 56 years old. 56 year olds are always right. <laughs> old, yes. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, the people who tune into the show. As usual, Curtis, uh, Robert, Reggie, J.E. I saw Reggie last night at the party. Tammy, Derek, Lewis. Uh, I got to come on you guys' show. Uh, yeah, you do. At some point. Uh, let's see. Uh, Corey always. Uh, Tam, Tammy. Yeah, we had a lot of people. Good turnout today, you guys. And again, I want to thank my very special co-host, the super hilarious, super funny Lamont Ferguson. And thank you know you. where to find him. Please check out his show. Check out his website. And um, is Ian uh, back next week? So I want to I want to hear you talk about the uh, the uh, the affliction of white folks with the uh, medicine that causes racism. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. If I didn't have some to do right now, I yeah. swear we'll save that for next week. Yeah, yes. I'm go see that. Oh, God damn it. I knew it was something I wanted to say. Uh, OK, you know what? Let's just do it in five minutes. Um, five minutes, three minutes, three minutes. Uh, really quick, really quick. So um, a judge in Louisiana was caught on video um, saying the N-word, and uh, she blamed it on a sedative. <laughs> now, if you, and I can't pull up the video right now, but if you watch the video, not only is she saying the N-word, apparently the other people must have took the sedative too. Because they, <laughs> Also said the N word, and she doesn't now. Anyone that has ever taken a sedative, the word is sedate. That is the the base word, sedate. <laughs> so it makes you, uh, you know, they sounded like they were watching a fucking football game <laughs> where the darkies were, you know, whatever. So her her excuse, of course, she says uh, the standard. This is not who I am. Blah blah blah. <laughs> So let me ask you this, bro, and, and, and I'll give you the last word on this before we get out of here. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, I remember I, I put on your, when you put that story up, I said, if it worked once, they'll, they'll try to make sure it works again. I went back and looked, and uh, this is the third time that I know of that it's been used. Uh, Roseanne said that Ambien caused her to make racial comments. Uh, that broadcaster on the radio, the high school thing, he said that it was diabetes. Remember that diabetic? That's right. what caused him to do it. And then this lady uh, saying that it was more things. And no one wants to blame the real thing because it's a weird thing to look in that mirror. And maybe there's a protection thing. But the truth of the matter is it has nothing to do with whether or not white people are inherently racist. But it does have to do with your racism is blamed on your shitty ancestors yes. because they're the ones that tainted the pool with their racism and passed it down to where it is on you. Yes. When you look, I've said this before, when you look at a kid 
uh, and I've got four of them, so I've seen a lot of kids. You got to look at a kid playing on a playground, and you ask him about that other kid. They'll just say that's so and so with the shoes, or so and so with it. That they don't know anything about race or the stereotypes that are associated with that race right. until a shitty adult pours that into the tank that's right. and says, "Oh, you know, these people are lazy. These people are this. That people are that." And that's where it sets in. That's right. We're that's never getting rid right. of racism. I, I'm sorry. Right. There's no group of people that can die out to get rid of racism. No, because, because they keep, they keep someone them. has kept feeding that tank. We we thought, oh, it's old. No, because those old people told their people that told their people it's it's never going away. We can make it better. But that's the reason for the racism is because they were afraid to look at an ancestor. And let's be truthful, a man. You know, it was a man. You know, yeah. it wasn't a woman that started the racism. That's you right. know, it was a man, a white man that did this. Because I'm pretty sure Ronald Reagan hated black dudes, but Nancy probably did. <laughs> so. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is that she's a judge. Yeah. So that, that paints a whole nother picture. Uh, bro, hey man, right, man. you came through for me like a champ, man. I appreciate um, you thinking of me, brother. Of Always course, a pleasure. Of course. And uh, Ian, we'll be back, you guys, next week. We'll be back with a new show, and we will talk about this as well. And uh, I want to thank uh, my special co-host, Lamont Ferguson, again. I want to thank all the guests that tuned in today. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you can find podcasts. It's Critical Thinking Podcast. You can find me at uh, ComedianTyBarnett.com, which has links to all the different social media platforms. You can find Ian at Comedioker, um, and he has specials out there as well. Thank you again to my, our producer, Paul, uh, for keeping the show running. And audience, thank you guys. Again, we can't do this without you guys. So tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you, the number of friends you tell, if you tell enough people, we'll bring Nancy Reagan back from the dead. <laughs> Bam. Uh, Critical <laughs> Thinking Podcast. Hi, Barnett. My Ferguson. Peace.